Hey, people, it's another Thursday. This is The Conversation. It's outspoken and some opinionated. Uh, we are going to have an amazing Thursday. Again, we're back here with our July 26th celebration. Yeah, July 26th for last week. Let it go. We are here with our July 26th celebration. Uh, we're still doing Library Excellence LIB Takeover. Today, we're going to have an amazing conversation. But before we start this conversation, uh, again, for my Liberian viewers, those who are watching, we're asking that you do take COVID serious. COVID is, uh, COVID is a deadly disease. Uh, we're asking you guys um, wear your mask, um, use your hand sanitizer, do your six feet. If you don't have to be around people, try limit your amount of interaction with people. For those who are living in Liberia, we're asking you to do that. Um, I know we saw on social media where the vaccine has, um, their second batch, I believe, of vaccine has arrived in Liberia. What I'm saying to you is you guys need to understand um, you have all the information that you can get. Google it. Find out what vaccine you're bringing to your country. Who is the manufacturer of this vaccine? Why you should take this vaccine? If personally you don't feel that it's okay for you to take the vaccine and you have and you can go by doing all the other precautions of staying away from people and washing your hands and wearing your mask, then that is your personal um, decision. Um, don't let nobody force you to do something that you don't want to do. But we're asking you to be safe. The main thing is be safe, protect yourself, and then you can protect Liberia. But again, we're asking you, those who are in Liberia, we know that um, COVID again has spiked up. We're asking you guys to please protect yourself. Wear your mask, sanitize, stay away from people, large crowds, it's not for you, and just stay home. This is a time for you to reflect. Um, COVID has given some of us the opportunity to reflect on our lives. I've spent the most, my son is eight years old, and for the last eight years, I think I spent the most time with him during this last year and a half than I probably would have never had until he turns 18 and get out of my house. And so I ask you guys, this is a time for you to really, really reflect, start your new business. I mean, there are so many things that have come out of COVID that you will not imagine because it has given us the opportunity to rest. For especially for us who are in this part of the world where we are just on the run all the time, it has given us the opportunity to rest. So today, without further ado, we are having a great conversation. We're talking about all things Liberia tourism with the one and only Shakita. So I'm going to bring her in and she's just going to hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to the conversation. This is amazing. I'm glad to have you. Um, there is a whole backstory. About you coming on this show, I would tell you. Let me just start with it. I was like, I need to get somebody to talk about tourism in Liberia. And I'm like going crazy. And they're like, um, don't you know Shakita? I'm like, yeah, I think I've met Shakita, but I know her. They're like, reach out to her. She's great. And they're like, sending me all your stuff. I'm like, okay, give me like five minutes. Let me reach out to her first. I'm like, no, she's going to be fine. So you were meant to be here. And I just want you to know that. Thank you, thank you. But if you can just tell the audience who you are, what you do, that would be great. Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Chiquita Afluenu Johnson. I am a serial entrepreneur. Um, I have my hands in a few different businesses. But my first love, my first passion is hospitality and tourism. I've been working in the hospitality space for over 15 years now, the tourism space exclusively. I've been working in that for about the past five years, um, mostly in West Africa, um, starting my business, West Tourism Management. It's a 
boutique tour operations company specializing in um, exposing people to unique African destinations. So that's me. I'm a tourism, I'm a tourism, tourismista. There you go. I like that. <laughs> and um, I love it. Most especially African tourism. You know, that's like my heart, my soul, my joy. So very happy to be here today to talk to you about it. It's amazing. And I think I'm so excited that you're here with us. I'm so excited because you have all the knowledge that we need. I think prior to this, I said that, you know, we, some of us who probably were born and raised in Liberia, we didn't take advantage of what we had. And so we come to another side of the world where it's like, oh my God, I just got to, I want to get in a plane just to go to the beach. Like, are you kidding me? Like, there is no beach. Like, I could just walk down the street and the beach is right there. Like, you know, so all those things we don't take into consideration. But before we go into this, I just want to ask you, because, you know, I really like to focus on our wholeness. And so I just want to know, how are you doing? COVID, being quarantined and all that stuff. How are you doing? I am doing better than I was before. <laughs> it was definitely a challenge for me to get used to the pandemic life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have been living and working in Liberia since 2010. So for the past decade, I have been living and working in Liberia and other parts of West Africa as well. Mm -hmm. I lived in Ghana for a little bit. I lived in Gambia during that time as well. Um, but at the beginning of 2020, luckily or prayerfully, I had positioned myself where I knew that I wanted to start spending half of the year in West Africa and half of the year here in the States. Cause I did grow up in the States. So I do consider okay. home as well, oh, yeah. you know? So, um, and it was just a time where I felt like it was time for me to diversify, to step into other businesses and in other industries. So, you know, I came to America in February of 2020, ready to live my entire best life. You know, I had a plan, I knew, where I was gonna work, you know, because I also did, um, I also do event planning and I had worked with a wedding planner in this area. I'm in the DMV area. Okay. I worked with her for the past few summers. So I'm like, all right, well, that's what I'm gonna be doing in the summer. You know, I had my whole plan basically. And then also was open for life to kind of inject new things into my life as well. Yeah, exactly. Flow, you know? Yeah. But then the pandemic hit. So pandemic hit, no more jobs no more um no more weddings exactly side and then no more traveling right because i work in i work in the experience yeah you're right yeah you know? so basically all of my businesses shut down so i went into like pure panic like how am i going to survive you know what i mean what am i going to mm -hmm. do of course and then of course you're hearing about the people dying and then you're we've never heard of this disease before am i going to get it there was a few times i had covid scares where i thought i had it trust me i, I had it today <laughs> <laughs> all the things you know so um but i will say you mentioned in the beginning in your intro um about taking the time to be able to retreat and rest and that's something that I really took heed to during the pandemic was getting comfortable in resting um, and getting comfortable in fostering an even stronger relationship with God because God was the only being that was able to get me through that tough time because, you know, there were a lot of depression and anxiety mm -hmm. started to set in, you know, not just with me, with a lot of people, people yeah. you know, and um, the lack of vision and the lack of control that was huge for me. I didn't realize that I was such a control freak 
until I was in the pandemic. And I was like, I'm like, I can't breathe because I can't, I'm not in control of anything. So, yes. but long story short, um, you know, great time for rest, great time for reflection, great time to be able to get closer to my father. And mm-hmm. I was really able to grow in this time, in that time as well. So it was a, it was a blessing at the end of the day. And I like that you, I like that, you know, it's amazing. Like I didn't even think about it, reading everything about you. I didn't even realize that when you just said it, that is so true. Everything that you had, everything you worked on and worked for was shut down because in order for you to make your money, you need people where people aren't going nowhere. Nobody getting married, nobody going on any vacation or going nowhere. So you're like, okay, so what's going to happen? Like, what are we going to do? Are we going to do a Zoom safari or something? What are we really going to do? But that that is so true. And the fact that you were able to, you know, and I think there are creative ways that people who are in your industry have come up with different things to do. And I say that because, and I know I might be putting my foot in my mouth because I'm not supposed to say it, but I'm going to say this since I'm not calling nobody name. There was one bartender that I know that literally were making drinks and you stop by, pick it up and bring it home. Because they had no income. There's somebody who's relying on going, rather relying on tips. And so now he has no income. And he's like, I got to pay my bills and take care of my family. And so I think there are so many different creative ways that have come to where there are chefs who are doing like cooking tutorials and they start coming up with their own seasoning because of COVID and stuff like that to sell. So I think, yeah. But I just want to go straight into this whole tourism business with you. But first, I really want to ask you, why Liberia tourism? Why? Oh my gosh! Why not? Um, you know, it's so funny. You were you you said earlier about the um, you were mentioning the beach. How mm-hmm. you know who we who are from Liberia? We really don't realize what it is that we have. And I'm just gonna tell a quick story before I answer your question because I think yeah. it's important. Um, you know, I left Liberia when I was four years old. That was okay. um, 1990 when the, the first civil war happened. Mm-hmm. And um, every Sunday, my mother used to take me to the beach. So that was one of my favorite memories of Liberia was, you know, going to the beach. And I remembered when we moved to America and I started going to school and everything when I was in elementary school. Every time, you know, you'll have time to like do like free drawing or something like, you know, arts and crafts or, you know, Mm -hmm. art time or whatever. And every single time I would draw the beach, every single time and never fail. And there's no beach around me in the DMV. Like I'm in Silver Spring, no beach around me. And so I remember that as a child, like that, you know, I've always had that love of Liberian tourism since I was a child because I was exposed to it. Um, so I think it was just always something that was just in me, you know what I mean? So when I, when I moved back to Liberia in 2010, I was working as the front of house manager at RLJ Canada Resort and Villas. So the first five-star resort in Liberia since the Ducor days. So since, mm-hmm. um, since, after, since the war happened yeah. and, um, you know, I, of course I loved working there cause I was in the hospitality industry. But um, I had, I was blessed to be able to meet this new friend group in Liberia, you know, these young, fun, fresh, you know, young Liberians that were semi-exposed and, you know, really in a position where they wanted to have fun. And I'm, I love to have fun. Like, that's my thing. So we were always going on these different trips. Like, we were always going to places like Robertsport and Patawi and Grand Bassa. You know, we were always venturing out 
mm-hmm. into the rural areas of the country. And that's when I really fell in love, like for real with Liberian tourism. And I was like, we have something here. You know, if you're just used to seeing the vast rainforest every day, the mountains every day, the lagoons every day, it wouldn't mean anything to you. But somebody yeah. who, who lived here, who you're not exposed to those things, you can see the beauty in the country. So, um, you know, I just started out casually, like, well, I'll go out with my friends. We'll go to this place, that place. I would post pictures on Facebook and because there was no Instagram at that time. Yeah. And I would post pictures on Facebook. People would be like, oh, my gosh, this is Liberia. It's so beautiful. Like, I would love to come visit, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, hmm, entrepreneur mind started. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, so people want to come and visit Liberia, huh? So I'm like, I might as well start a tourism business. And it was just kind of like, it just kind of went from there. But to answer your question specifically, I entered into Liberian tourism because in my opinion, Liberia is one of the most beautiful countries in the world. When we're talking about natural beauty. Yes. Liberia has it. And it inspired me. Yeah. So talking to someone the other day, we're talking about you know, things about Liberia, Liberia tourism. And this is an older, um, older lady. And she said, the Liberian tourism is a mystery. Mm. It's what they call kukujimuku. If you're not inside, you don't know. And so I want to ask, was there any form of initiation? Like, did you have to, like, you know, like, did somebody really have to sit you down and let you know, you know, there are certain places that you can't go. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, let's be, we, we come from an Afrocentric area where there are certain places that regular people can't just go. So were you introduced to that or explain all that stuff? I would say the only thing that I wasn't really exposed to or privy to, which is completely understandable, is anything that had to do with like the Sandy or like the Pearl Society. All right. Yes. Um, you know, that's thing those are things I've gotten multiple requests, especially from Europeans, you know, wanting to be able to have access to these initiation <laughs> ceremonies. So people who might not be familiar, um, you know, when I'm talking about Sandy or like Pearl Bush, it's it's a rites of passage. Mm-hmm. The Sandy's for the young Liberian women, the Poros for the young Liberian men. And mm-hmm. they go through a series of rituals, you know, learning practices. There's a lot of things that they go through, but it's it's secret. So it's almost it can be compared to Greek life here in America. That's why I was going to say yeah. sorority, right? Or fraternity. You go through this process that the general public is not um privy to, right? Mm-hmm. So I've had so many requests for that where Europeans want to like get in there and they want to see, they want to be exposed. And mm-hmm. I mean I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even feel comfortable going and asking exactly somebody, yeah. oh can somebody please come and watch blah blah blah. You know, but what I what I did do was that I was like, well can I have my clients um just see like some of the dances and some of the, um, you know, when they put the mud on their faces, the clay on their faces, things like that. So you're exposed to what happened, the celebrating, oh, the, the celebration of it, you know, where they have the um, the country um, mascots out dancing, you know, those type of things. You can be exposed to that, but not the actual ceremony mm. or the rituals because that is private. <laughs> and that's what, and I think I like the fact that you, you're saying that because I think a lot of people don't understand that I think even in the great United States, there are places where they're private. That's why there are places where they say it's a federal space and no trespassing. Because when you cross that barrier, anything happens to you, yeah. they ain't got nothing to do with it. Right. And so I think for me, when we talk about liberal tourism, I think for me, it's the it's that's that level of respect yeah. 
Yes, we are open. Yes, you know, we have great things you can come enjoy, but there are also places that are secluded from places that I'm sorry, you can go there. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it's sacred. At the yeah. end of the day, that's the reason why. It's because it is a sacred ceremony that is mm -hmm. only meant for these people. It's not a touristic attraction. You know, like as much as you might think it is, it, it's it's not, you know, and um, those boundaries need to be set. So that's very yeah. important to me. I'm very, very big on that, you know, letting people know that there are certain things that you can have access to and you can't. And that's just it. So when you, so let's say, so do you do your, your I'm trying to figure it out because, you know, like if you travel to Mexico and stuff like that, you go to a resort, a lot of people, you'll just go. But, you know, it's Liberia. So how do you guys get people to... No, I will not ask that right now. I'm jumping my gun. Okay. When we talk about some attractions, I had an issue. I don't say I have an issue. I am a librarian. I go to the beach. When I go for vacation, I go to the beach. I go to the clubs. I have a good time. But I had not had the experience like I see some of my non-Liberian friends have experience. And so that's what I want to talk to you about, because I think when people who aren't Liberians or, or not African want to go there, they have an idea of the places that they want to go to. And so I'm like, okay, I'm Providence Island. I'm going to Providence Island. I'm going to Providence Island. You crazy? Right. But I'm just like, how do we get our Liberian people to experience that culture when it comes to tourism in Liberia? Sure. I mean, the thing is, you have to have the appetite for it. That's uh -huh. You know, that's really what it is. Um, if you're sitting in something, if you grew up your entire life in this big, beautiful house that has all of the Versace China everywhere and, you know, everything is blinging, you, 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 that's all you're used to. That's all you're ever going to, you, you know, you're like, okay, well, this is normal. It's not until you step outside of it and see something different. So mm -hmm. non-Liberians, they they know we have culture. They know we have great food. They know we have great attractions because it's not something that it's it's cut because it's different. What makes it great is that it's different from what it is that they experience. Right? Exactly. So when and me as a traveler, because I'm somewhere I, I love to travel. So, okay. you know, I'm always somebody who I'm going to want to know where the best places to go and eat. I'm going to want to know where the best places to get history, where the best places to get culture. So if you're a traveler at heart, you're going to research these things. And mm -hmm. these things are re readily available. But if you if you are from Liberia, you're not going to research it because you're like, I live it. I live it. So what we are focused on, and when I say we, I'm, right now I'm talking about the um, Liberia National Tourism Association, also okay. I serve as a board member for this organization. And we are really trying to focus on domestic tourism. Mm. And in doing that, the best way to do that is to expose, because there's a lot of people who live in Monrovia that have never really been outside of Monrovia. So they think Monrovia is Liberia. That's it, yep. Yeah. So if you're telling people like, oh, I will take you to Patawi Waterfalls where you can see natural beauty and swim in a, in a beautiful, can under a canopy of rainforest and water is gushing from the rocks, if you've never seen it before, you'll be inclined to go. Mm -hmm. If you've never been to Nimba Mountains, which have some of the most breathtaking views in the world, to do a hike and a little picnic and take some pictures. Liberian people, one thing about Liberian people, they like to enjoy. Yes, <laughs> I agree to that. Liberian people like to enjoy. 
So once you let them know, hey, this is a time of enjoyment, you're going to see something new, you're going to experience something great, and you're going to enjoy, they'll be on it. It's just how it's promoted to them. So now that you have named some of the, you know, some of the spots in Liberia, what are like some of the places that you feel that a vacation to Liberia, you should definitely go to these places? Oh, I have to say Robertsport. I have to say Robertsport. And the reason why I say Robertsport is because of it's, it's some of the most beautiful resort beaches in the world, white sands, depending on the day, beautiful blue ocean. Um, and then also the culture, the Vi culture out there is amazing. The fishing culture out there, the artisanal fishing culture, um, you know, and then the reason why I mentioned the Vi people is because their their culture is so unique in a way where they're they're artists. Okay. They, they were actually the first people to create a written language in Liberia. Yeah, the vice script. You correct. Vice script. So um, they're just naturally good with their hands. They're crafters. So um, exposing people to not just the natural beauty of Robertsport, but also the culture of the Vi people, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. And the the surfing as well. If you like to surf. Yeah, that's what I've seen. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that people are surfing and all that stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, you give us like, for a better opportunity of um, understanding Liberia, Liberia tourism, Liberian culture, what are the best, uh, what are the best advices you can give somebody? For experiencing? Yeah, for, ex for Liberian experience. When it comes to tourism, parents, I would say be open-minded. That's okay. number one. Mm -hmm. um, limit your expectations, and that might sound negative, but it's really not. Um, I know for myself, you know, when you put your expectations up too high, you have the tendency to be disappointed. Okay. So if you limit your expectations, if you go in without any expectations, there's no room for you to be disappointed. You're just being present and you're just enjoying it as is. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. Um, and then also know where you're traveling to. You are traveling to a third world country. You know what I mean? So you don't, you shouldn't expect a lot of the first world luxuries. I mean, we could provide what we can. You know what I mean? But I've had so many clients who have complained to me about different things like internet and this and that. And, you know, but it's like, hey, you, you're traveling to a third world country. Yeah. kind of uh. what it is. Like, you didn't really come here for internet. You came here to explore the rural areas and interact with the locals and be the drum and eat cassava leaf. Like, you didn't come here to work on your computer, you know what I mean? So know what it is that you're traveling for um, and the experience that you want to have that will feel fulfilling for you. Awesome. So how are these partnership uh, um, related? So like with you and then how, do, let's say for example, if someone comes, so I wanna eat authentic Liberian food, like how do you guys do that so that it can get all of that to have a good time? Sure, so one of my, um, one of the tours that I, offer is a Liberian, a traditional Liberian cooking class. Okay. Ooh. So yeah, so it's um it's a whole experience where you go to the market, you buy the ingredients with the guide, you know, he'll translate for you, if you will. Okay. <laughs> you know, he'll negotiate for you, you know. Uh -huh. So you'll buy all the ingredients, the pepper, the onion, the whatever you're cooking, cassava leaf, potato greens, whatever it is that you're cooking. Um and then I have a cook that I work with 
and she gives a step-by-step demonstration of how the food is prepared. So you will be beating certain things in the mortar. You'll be cooking certain things on the coal pot, you know, things like that. And you're preparing a traditional Liberian meal. And some people um, even go as far as eating with their hands, which is my, I love to eat with my hands. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's, I think so. That's really, I, what you're giving me right now, I have never experienced that. So like I said, I, I'm like Baron, so I just go to that brand and have fun. And I think the only reason why I went to the waterfall was because my sister went to Cuttington. Okay. And so in Swakoko. So I was, when weekend I went there, we just went there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so it hasn't been like, you know, it's, it wasn't like a thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think those who went to Cuttington, that was a thing for them. They went there. They had a great time there. But until now, like the way you're giving it, and for the Nima Mountain, girl, I ain't going up no Nima Mountain. What's wrong with you? You don't like to hike? <laughs> I like to hike, but I'm Nima Mountain, no. It's really oh. not bad. We had a great time. Me and um, Royda, she's also known as Philomena. Yeah, Philomena. Yeah, yeah, I see her too. So, like, for that, like, how do you guys regulate, you know, where we're going to go? Uh, um, how we're going, like, we don't want to get lost. Like, all those things for me, that's what I would think about. Yeah. And I know, of course, you guys think about that too, but how do you guys, you know, make the trip experiential? <laughs> yeah, we, we work with really, really knowledgeable guides. You know, yeah. my my, um, my head guide, Ambrose Wiegbe, he's been, I mean, he's a tour, Liberian tourism guru. He was the director wow. of tourism for the Ministry of Information, Culture, and Tourism for 40 years. You know what I mean? So he's, and then he trains my other guides, my newer guides. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's this level of trust with his experience and, you know, what it is that he's able to offer. You know, I think that that's really important. You have to make your clients feel safe. But, Mm -hmm. and at the same time, a lot of these clients, they're already adventurous people. So they're not really cautious. You know what I mean? Like if you're coming to the third world, to have tourism experiences, you're quite an adventurous person. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not really going to be too reserved or anything like that. So once again, having that open mind and um, just trusting, trusting the process, trusting the experience, you know, that you're in good hands pretty much. That's great. So I know, like you say, yeah, they are, they're they're adventurous people. So they probably won't go there and jump off the cliff and do all that good stuff that we, I'll be like, Oh, okay. So is there something underneath that that's going to catch me just in case? <laughs> like, what's going on? But we have all these amazing things in Liberia. Who regulates them? Because, you know, one day somebody will pop up a beach over here. And then that beach pops up over here. You're just like, okay. So how is those things regulated? Like, who regulates them? Yeah. So if you're going to start any type of tourism establishment in Liberia, you have to register with the Ministry of Information, Culture, and Tourism. Uh-huh. They have different um, prices that you have to pay, whether you're a beach, entertainment center, a restaurant, a tour operations company, there's different set prices. Yes. And you go to them, you know, you pay your price and then they give you a certificate, you know, to show mm-hmm. that you are registered with the Ministry of Information, Culture and Tourism. So it's a pretty seamless process. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So um, I know you, you're, you, you know, you're, uh, West Tourism Management, you guys have different packages. So can you just like give us like different, you know, the different packages you guys have? How can someone click on it? I'm going to my brand December right now. I'm like, I want to do, I'm like thinking in my head, maybe one day I can like, do some stuff. So how can a group of people just say, hey, we're going to like, we want to do these things apart from just partying every day? Right, for sure. 
So um, usually people reach out to me on Instagram at West underscore tourism, mm -hmm. or um, they'll send me an email, you know, and say, hey, I'm coming to Liberia because, you know, word of mouth spread. I mean, I've been I've been doing my business for about six years now. So people pretty much know that I'm the person to reach out to with um, when you want to you know, have touristic experiences in Liberia. Yeah. So they'll reach out to me. They'll say, oh, I'm going to be in Liberia for this many days. What would you suggest? You know, and then based off of the amount of days they're staying, I will send them to my website and I'll have them choose which activities kind of, you know, interest them. So we can do anything from a Monrovia historical tour where you understand like how Liberia was founded. You know, um, we could do, I mentioned the Liberian cooking class. We are, um, have tours for Chimpanzee Island where we do, um, you're riding locally made canoes and you'll ride out to the three different islands where we host um, chimpanzees in Liberia. Mm -hmm. um, Patawi Waterfalls, so you know that it's a three hour drive, so you'll need a certain car to get out there. It's in the rainforest. So um, that is accompanied with, so you're not just enjoying the rainforest, you're not just hiking, but then you also get a cultural performance at the at the site and then you also have lunch there as well um you know there's a there's a lot i have a few like about 10 different offerings um one of my favorites is the liberian um dance and drumming class which is great you can learn all the different dances from the different tribes of liberia and how they beat the drum as well Ooh, so wow. basically i just have these beautiful pictures with great descriptions on my website and if you're like i want to do this 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 and this you tell me and I create an itinerary for you. I'm like, okay, this is the time we're gonna pick you. If you need um, airport pickup, mm -hmm. pick you up from the airport, we'll drop you off at your hotel. This is the time we'll pick you up for your first day of tours. This is the time to drop you back. Second day of tours, this is the time we'll pick you up. This is what you can expect. And it's a whole itinerary. So like, you do that hotels as well. Like you do that in Liberia, like in Liberia, you do that. Yeah, I've been doing it for You see how surprised I am? I have never. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, and majority, I mean, my, my, my majority of my clients are Europeans, Asians, mm -hmm. and Americans. I'm you know? So. <sighs> because I think it's so, and this is one of the things why I wanted to do these different things about Liberia on this show for this month is because people don't know. And it's sad to say that we Liberians don't know the great things that we have in Liberia. And so, you know, you've given us a lot, you've given us a lot of information and you're an extremely busy woman. So I don't want to keep you long, no but just my, just my last question to you is what's next for you? Oh, what's next for me? Yes. Oh man. So I will be honest and say that I am diversifying a bit. I mentioned at the beginning that I am a yeah. super entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, so tourism, travel, Liberia is still at my heart. It's always going to be there. It's just the time that we're in right now with the pandemic yeah. and you know everything, it's just so unstable. So I unfortunately can't put my all into tourism right now, praying for the day that I will be able to again. Um, so right now I'm really focused on um, my counseling services. So okay. for the past few years, I've been doing a lot of research on um, best practices on how to heal from heartbreak and emotional trauma and coaching women through those processes um, in order to um, figure out what their God-given purpose is. You know, So going through the healing process and stepping into your God-given purpose. So that's what I am working on right now. I have, I'm a jack of all trades and I've been um, putting my 
counseling side and my healing side, you know, on the back burner for a bit. So I'm really looking forward to tapping into that full time right now. And I think that's amazing. And I think a lot of people should want to, you know, someone told me that you, you, you're born twice. Mm. You're born when you're born. And then the next time you're born is when you realize exactly why you were brought onto this earth for. Mm. And so I, you know, it's amazing that you are doing something like that because I think a lot of people need to really find who they are so they can be that full human being. Yeah. And so it brings out the amazing power, the amazing strength that you have. And I say this, especially for our black women and our black sisters and our black mothers, this is amazing because they are stuck in certain relationships, are stuck in certain jobs. Yes. And until they're able to find themselves, then they can realize that, girl, you've been a nurse for 35 years and you do not like to touch people. How does that work? Like, what did God find, really put you here for? Yeah, like, is that why you're really supposed to be right. here and you find a little niche yeah. and they become amazing at it. But we want to say thank you so much for gracing us with this opportunity for coming on here and giving me, because I'm extremely educated. <laughs> and you, like, you have educated me on so many things that I had no idea about. Like, go to library, I'll call my brother, he's coming out from the airport. Like, that's what's supposed to happen. Take him to his house, uh, go party, go home and party the next day and go home and party the next day and go home. And that's what it's been. And now it's like, okay, there are so many other things that you could actually do in Liberia. Yes, for sure. And hopefully I'll be in Liberia in December. So I'm hoping that I can take you on a few tours. Oh, you definitely. (laughs) Uh, So uh, we're going with this organization called Runway Liberia. Okay. I'm going with them, doing some things for them, some shows and stuff for them. And I'm like, um, I was like, I was like, we're gonna be adding some stuff. People are not just gonna be doing fashion and having a good time. Like, we have foreigners. We have, we do have foreigners and people who are coming for this show that need to see the other side right. of Liberia, not just being Monrovia having a good time. But like, why don't we just go to a village and get you beating some hamlets? And let's see how that works. (laughs) But thank you so much, Shakira. It was so great having a conversation with you. We can't wait to have you back so we can talk about this whole mental health and inner peace. Because that's my thing. I love to talk about that. So I'm going to bring it back and we're going to do that. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, I told you it was going to be great. I mean, you've had... She has given us something that literally you probably would have had to pay for. The information she has given us here today is information you probably would have had to pay for. So if you are planning a trip to Liberia, we're asking you to contact West Tourism Management. They are on Instagram. Contact them. Reach out to them. See how you can have an opportunity of learning how to cook. All my friends who do not know how to cook jollof rice, do not call me again. I know somebody who is going to make you out to learn how to cook jollof rice. You are going to call West Tourism Management, you will Instagram them, you will get that information, learn how to cook a cassava leaf and all that good stuff. She says she's going to take you guys on a tour. You can go up the Nimba Mountain. You can go to the waterfall. There are so many things that you can do in Liberia that we're asking you guys to understand that there is more to just going, having a good time. Let us understand who we are, the culture that we're supposed to enjoy. I mean, the people that we have, the food that we have in Liberia. It's amazing. But this, of course, was the conversation outspoken. It was opinionated with the one and only Shakita. Um, I, t- I ain't going to say her last name before I mess it up, but I know it's Shakita A. Johnson, someone leave it like that. But guys, it's been great. And I see you next week, Thursday. So don't forget, next 
month is gonna be great this was the last liberian lib takeover shakita of course is a liberian excellence that's why i brought her onto this platform because the things that she's done with tourism in liberia and other parts of africa is amazing um these are young entrepreneurs who are trying to change our story she's creating an infrastructure she's creating a a scenario that we can be proud of and so we're asking you guys to go online and check them out west tourism management and you have a good time in liberia don't just let them people eat your money with them drinks talk to you next week thursday